Wrong doctrine is commonly regarded as a divisive force within the church. But have you ever considered the destructive power of right doctrine? Welcome to Episode 24 of What We Believe and Why with pastor, author, and teacher Dr. George Byron Koch. Today, we'll begin exploring heresy and its impact on the church and our faith. Here's George. Now we're going to turn to Chapter 18, Heresy Explained. Most of us don't have occasion to use the word heresy in our daily conversations. It's one of those highly charged words that is seldom employed except perhaps by theologians or people hotly engaged in church debate and occasionally in the press when someone expresses an unpopular position on any topic. It is most commonly used to put down someone on either side who disagrees. This is not to imply that one opinion in a disagreement is just as valid as the other. Rather, it is to observe that heresy is often misused to smear an opponent and to frighten his or her supporters, especially in church disagreements. More, it is commonly used as a synonym for wrong doctrine. Even though wrong doctrine may be an issue, it isn't what makes for heresy. Nor does holding wrong doctrine make you a heretic. It is not what you think, but what you do with what you think. As with the law, we have someone learning ahead of us as we understand what heresy is really all about. The Greek root of our word heresy is heresis. Let's begin with a couple of key places where this word is used in Scripture, and then I'll give its actual definition. In Acts 24, some Jewish opponents of Paul, also a Jew, of course, accused him before the local governor of causing strife. Paul defends himself this way. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone, nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city. Nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets." That's from Acts 24, verses 12 through 14. This is the important verse in what you just heard. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers. The word translated as sect is the Greek hieresis, or heresy. Remember, Paul is a Jew, so this isn't a Jewish-Christian dispute. It is a different group of Jews than those who believe what Paul believes, and so they are accusing Paul of promoting a sect. Elsewhere, Peter uses that same word, which the New King James Version renders heresies. Other translations use heretical doctrines, sects, lies, things that are wrong, or teachings. Here's an example from 2 Peter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, 
who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. Heresis, the Greek word for heresy, actually doesn't mean something negative or wrong. It means an opinion, or a way, or a choice. In fact, there's an early Christian writer who talks about the heresy of the gospel. As he uses it, the expression refers to the way of the gospel. It's not a criticism of the gospel, but simply the use of that word to mean a way or a path. So one of the confusions of this word heresy is that in Greek, it can refer to something neutral or even positive. When Peter uses the word in the passage I just read, he modifies it with a strong negative adjective, apoleia, which means destructive, ruinous, or pernicious, to make his point. And in fact, when it is used in the sense of a destructive opinion, what that connotes primarily is to break into factions. In other words, to take the unity that exists and to break it by promoting an idea that will divide believers. This is the negative sense in which this word, with an adjective or by the context, is used. Eugene Peterson's The Message captures the idea of heresy in this verse quite effectively. They'll smuggle in destructive divisions, pitting you against each other. That's also from 2 Peter. Here's another example from Scripture. In Galatians 5, starting in verse 19, Paul says this, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, and he goes on. Division, that English word here, is from the Greek word heresis. It still is the same word that means choice or sect, but it is translated division because in context, a long string of negative words, it implies an opinion, a concept, a sect that is driving a wedge between believers. The point Paul is making here is that people are destroying the body of Christ, including through contrary opinion used to divide. Simply put, heresy refers in a neutral way to a choice, a way, or an opinion. When it is used negatively in Scripture, with an adjective such as destructive, or when it is clearly negative by context, it means to break into factions, to cause division or schism, another word for division. Heresy itself doesn't mean wrong doctrine. In the negative sense, it means using something, doctrine or practice or gossip or subversive leadership, to break up the loving community of the church. Wrong doctrine can be used for such heresy to divide, but so can right doctrine. In fact, many of us have experienced individuals and groups within churches that have used correct doctrine 
in such a legalistic, self-righteous way that they have caused division and harm to others in the church. This is heresy at its finest. One of the reasons the church constructed the creeds, the Nicene, the Athanasian, the Apostles, others, was to combat wrong doctrine. That is, a misunderstanding of the basics of the faith. That is a sufficient reason in and of itself, like a good dictionary or a map, to create creeds. But the creeds also helped to combat heresy that came from misunderstandings of the faith. A more proper term for those misunderstandings is heterodoxy, which means deviating from the norm. Heresy happened when these heterodoxies were being used by certain people to cause factions. They promoted heterodoxies to produce an isolating, self-righteous sect. The first edition of the New Living Translation of the Bible pointedly puts it this way, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. Still from Galatians 5. Many people use the word heresy to mean bad doctrine. Now, bad doctrine is a real problem, but is not in itself heresy. Heresy is creating a faction or division rather than being simply bad doctrine. Even correct doctrine can be heresy. Even accusations of heresy can themselves be heresy if delivered in a way that sows division or hurtfully attacks the accused. Let's listen again to more from this chapter of Galatians as Paul contrasts the attitude and behavior of a sinful versus a loving life. He is writing to Christians. And some of these words, as you will hear them, specifically address the issue of doctrine, conflict, and heresy in the church. Here's what Paul says. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we listen to this, it's not hard to hear sin in sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and so on. But there's more here that Paul is trying to teach us. And we'll come back to this and learn about it in just a moment. Thanks, George. We're exploring divisive doctrines, some of which we may experience as the right thing to do. And we'll continue that after this quick break. 